I'll leave. I'll leave. Your, How uh, dare you, sir? I'll leave your best friend Marianne out of this. I but, stand, yeah. Marianne. <laughs> this episode called the title i don't know know that happens later we've been calling it coronavirus myopia yes why because it's like short-sightedness like the coronavirus uh believing that your own very short-sighted sort of world is the world for everybody for everyone it's everyone what everyone should be doing for coronavirus when nobody has any fucking idea we haven't talked about coronavirus for Two weeks. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Right. Pretty good. We don't want to be that content all the time. I just don't know how much. There's some things where I'm like, how much of this stuff can you you consume? I know. It's insane. So we pulled some examples of the stuff that we find to be like media myopia about coronavirus in a variety of ways. Which of these two articles do you want to talk about I am super triggered by the first one, which appeared in Vice. Okay. Failing Vice uh, by a guy named Mike Pearl. Hmm. And Mike Pearl was the editor of a couple pieces I wrote for Vice a long time oh, ago. So and you have he a personal history. is a total piece of shit. It's, it's just the <laughs> worst. Everything I hate about the media embodied in this one guy. And did not treat me well at all when he was an editor. Horrible communication. This was back when Vice could like get away yeah. with being assholes. What's and the lame thing people can't. Tell us how you really feel. Yeah. Uh, right. Yes. Uh, and you know, just a bad guy all around. And he writes in this very, uh, Vox media vice neoliberal, sorry, neoliberal supporting way in which he's always tisk tisking everyone because he, that's like a position of authority. That's like everyone else is, we need to talk about your problem with this. That's the coronavirus trend now is like people tisk tisking each other. Yes. My favorite is the genre of people who go outside to take pictures of people being outside yeah. where they also are at the same time. A lot of Look just... at these people outside yeah. where I am also, yeah. but I'm taking pictures of the people who are right. being bad. A lot of tisk tisking. A yes. lot of like, we need to talk about your bad yeah. behavior. What are you doing? And, wrong, and also, like the fact is nobody fucking knows what to do. Nobody knows what the right data is. There's all sorts of data that points in all sorts of different ways about whether the shutdown's legit and or not legit. Nobody fucking knows. And we've gotten misinformation from our government. So to sit around here from this position of I know because I'm a shitty writer for Vice Media right. is insane. Well, that's the thing that's so dumb about a lot of the conversation about this. Uh, Matt Taibbi wrote a really good piece in his newsletter about how one of the issues that happens is you want to rely on expert opinion, but during this expert opinion has also shifted as people have learned more. And we're getting like ideologically married to old information. Right, exactly. And then people like this write an article saying there's only one way to think about it and it's my way. Right. Instead of being open to a shifting situation... Just read, let me just read. Do you, do you want to say anything else? No. 
just read, let me just read some of this language that okay. comes in. It's how to not be a coronavirus jerk. How to just do what I say. Right. To many of us, though far from all, it's obvious that, okay, he's talking about Elon Musk's being no. against it, in which this, obviously Charles is going to be on his, against <laughs> Elon. I'm for him. But anyway, he says, to many of us, though far from all, it's obvious that Musk's is a laughably feeble-minded and emotionally stunted perspective, and no actual debate is necessary. So it's not even worth, there's no debate necessary because it's obvious to everyone self-evident who reads Vice Media that his perspective is wrong. It's obvious. It's just obvious. You don't need, it's not, it's not one of the smartest guys in the world who, you know, is a huge, we don't even, it's huge just fraud, obvious. Total fraud. Okay. We know you don't like Snake Elon, oil salesman, allegedly, in my opinion, for legal yeah. reasons. Okay. Okay. Uh, but Musk is, it appears, an asshole. True. He might not be a full-time asshole, but seems to be handling the crisis away an asshole would. If you think Musk is right, it saddens me to report that you too are experiencing symptoms of acute coronavirus-induced assholeism. So it's just like this. It's more of a capitalism-induced assholeism. He's like a child. It's like a child. It's like, I am not going to take anything the opposition says seriously, and I'm going to call you names. That's well, the, what, that's what this, the better this thing is a journalist. The better thing to do would be to do what like my favorite Twitter account right now, which is at EV Defender, does, which is take actual Elon Musk dumb things and present them and then present reasons why they're dumb. Instead of... Just doing. I'm putting my fingers in my. It does look. You're getting too bogged down in Elon Musk here. Imagine this says anybody. No, I agree. Imagine this replace Musk with Hitler. Or you, you still sound like a fucking idiot. If I read this talking about Hitler, you would still sound like a stupid child. Because instead of taking it seriously, you're just like, it's laughable. It's he's an asshole suffering from assholedom. No, it's like, what are you fucking twelve? Like, aren't you a journalist? Like, why why don't you? Okay, so it goes on. Um, I added one quote that I thought was also indicative of this. So that's underneath. Yeah. So in case you get confused, oh, do you want to read that one? No, this one is still yours. Okay. Don't go to bars, and if you must go to a restaurant, get takeout or delivery, and tip extremely well. All of this is non-negotiable. It's like, okay, tip guy police. like Everything I'm saying as a vice journalist who sucks, everything I'm saying is non-negotiable. Yes. So there's only one way to think, and Uh, it's my fucking way. I am telling you. I'm telling you. So just listen only to me. Well, it's also, there's, I mean overused phrase but there's a lot of virtue signaling happening in that sentence because it's like i'm the kind of person who is doing these things but you regular person you don't know to do this stuff yes i have to I tell know. you i, I have yes. the knowledge of what you do with yes. delivery people. i tell you how to be a good person yes. i tell you how to be not an asshole yeah and it's instead, like, this guy gets paid to generate this shit. And again, my point was earlier, you could very easily present information that just makes it evident why it's better to tip yeah. well. Like, yeah. here's some information about how much these drivers are yeah. making. Here's the cut. We know it's a tough time right now. We know it's hard to afford extra money. But if you can afford it, yeah. here's some information about maybe why it's good to yes. try and pump more money into your yes. local it's economy. Un- it's very unappealing. I am immensely sympathetic <laughs> to tipping well during <laughs> this time. Too. But as soon as I read that, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't tell me what. To, I'm like, going to fuck that you? delivery driver now. Who is this for? 
Yeah, like well, it, this is for eighteen-year-old angry eighteen-year-olds who are like, I I don't know enough about the world, so I'm just gonna this, like, yeah, you get a Mike th- Pearl. This is forty-year-old hipster. F- <laughs> you know, <laughs> like like what? Yeah, okay. Um, this is the line that I added because right. it's the same tone. So in short, it's really not about you, healthy young millennial. It's all fun and games to try to game out in non-pandemic times when the boomers will be dead, so their self-obsessed generation won't wield disproportional power political power political over the rest of us anymore. I copied and pasted. Yeah, this. it's, it's probably filled with typos. But also. it's another story when you're talking about condemning thousands of elderly people to drown out deaths that can feel like two weeks of asphyxiation. And it's like, that's who he thinks his audience is, is, you know, millennials who, by the way, are all aging out of this like young teenager yeah. thing you think yeah. they're in. Millennials are at least in their 20s. The, yeah. Like they're <laughs> mid 20s. 20s. Late 20s. Yeah, yeah. At this point. Totally. They're not young people anymore. These are like professional yeah, workers. I know. So and, this thing right. where people are like, you millennials are blah, 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 blah. It's like, yeah, you're yelling at like little kids now that it's aren't so even part strange. of the same generation. It's like, what kind of human being? What would it be like to talk to this guy? Like, it's amazing. I can't understand. Well, it'd probably be like, he's like, hi, guys, but it's Blake Pearl. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It was your contact. Um, no, he was a total asshole. Yeah. Every opportunity to be a huge douchebag when I met him. Um, just such anger, maybe. It's all about anger. And so, uh, also, again, the entire issue with the last part about the drawn-out asphyxiation the whole problem with all this discourse is the black and whiteization of coronavirus. It's like either you do absolutely everything the government tells you to do, which, by the way, according to the CDC in March was don't buy masks. So either you listen totally to a government that has proved themselves to be fucking wrong or you want people to die. Like those are your fucking choices. Well, it's, I mean, it's, it's so, not so even it's not even just you know, that they're wrong. It's just that you're, you're married to these priors and you can't be in a thing where understanding of the virus itself changes because that, that direction from the CDC, I'm sure was based on previous respiratory illnesses where it's like, no, you don't need a, you don't need a mask to prevent transmission because you're only symptom. It's only when you're symptomatic that you can pass it, but coronavirus doesn't function that way. So there's like this old information and you have to be willing to take new information in. Well, actually, I don't think that's true. And I think they said the D- the reason the CDC was issuing that was because they wanted to preserve resources, right? Maybe. I don't know. But, okay, so you're going to lie to the public in ways that will certainly cause people to get it and die, and right. then that's okay? Anyway, so I think I actually put a link in there to the CDC it's thing a, to, to show him, to, to bounce back against what he's saying, to show that there is... No one knows. Sure. You don't fucking know. Mike yeah. Pearl, stop, stop acting like you know. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like information about this changes. The yeah. symptoms evolve. Yes, but they're, it's all non-negotiable. Yes. And it, it, the only way to be a non-asshole. Well, that's the, the problem that's existing right now is we're presented with this false choice that exists, yeah. right? And, right. That, and it's so, I mean, it's not bizarre, but it is that we've fallen into yet another this side thinks this about yeah. it and this side thinks that. And it's like either you stay home and you don't go outside and you don't do anything and that's the way to preserve lives or we reopen everything now and yeah. everything has to be running again and right. anything else is government overreach. Yeah, yeah. And it's like instead of instead of going, well, what can we do to have a functional society? What steps do we need to take medically? Right. What steps do we need to take economically? Yeah. Because people can't be cooped up in their houses all this it, time. Right. And it's, but it, people can't also go to work and be forced to work and 
risk the possibility of getting seriously ill because they haven't been provided any protection of any kind right, or right. any implementation of workplace standards that will protect them. Right. Like it's not a false, you can't, it's not either or like there's a, there's another way to go about it, but it's, they're just arguing with each other because it's the two sides. Yeah. Adhering to their weird thing. Yeah. And it's like conservatives believe that everyone has to go outside, but liberals believe that everyone has to stay inside. It's like, that's absurd. People should be able to go to the beach. Well, and the way that you do that is you have more monitoring out there. You have people passing out masks, and, yeah. you, and you have somebody walk around going like, listen, you guys can't be grouped together like this. You need to spread yeah. out. Yeah, like how about, right. How about nuanced, smart enforcement that's yes. actually practical? Yes, Let and people healthy. go to the beach, keep the sick people and people, uh, you know, the people who are at highest risk, they stay at home. They are completely quarantined until there's enough resources. Well, not just that, but also them. keeping... You know, saying, listen, we can use the beach. It has to be modified slightly yeah. because of these circumstances. You, We can't have large groups. You can't be playing volleyball. You right. can't be gathering around picnic tables. Yeah. And I I don't think people would have a problem no. adhering to that. Right. But, but it's like, where, yeah, when it's like yeah. no beach. Yeah. And it's not healthy. No, it's not healthy Like People need to be able to go outside. Yeah. They need to be and able to go for sun. hikes. Yeah. And it's, it's insane. It's like, it's such an insane thing to do. It doesn't make any sense. Well, it's, it's like, like why, why not... So the analogy that I've been using is imagine that you lived in a neighborhood and it came out that there was a serial killer in your neighborhood, right? Mm -hmm. Which that happened in like the 90s and 80s and stuff. Like you would be like, oh shit, there's a serial killer around. Speaking back to our 90s episode, what happened to the serial killers? Yeah, I know. Completely no attention. They're they're mass shooters now. Yeah. Um, No. So say you were in a serial killer neighborhood. Yes. Right. And the Golden State there Park. was a, you know, it's a small neighborhood. There's a real good chance that this serial killer might come into your house and kill you, right? Yeah. Is your response to that going to be to lock yourself inside your home and quit your job and do absolutely nothing just to be safe? No. Nobody's response is going to be that. You're going to take extra safety protocols. You're going to modify your life. You're going to be more vigilant, but you're not just going to vaguely shut down your life with no end in sight forever. Yeah. That's what we're doing now. We're saying there's a chance more people are going to die. So therefore we're going to have this vague shutdown that is impossible to enforce and impossible to stand by and no nuance to it. It's not like these groups stay home. These groups, you know, this area is particularly hit. You're shut off. We're wiping everything down. We're providing masks. We're providing resources. Instead, it's just everything shut. We're not going to tell you when it's reopening. We don't, you know, here, here's not enough money to survive. It's completely, it's, it's so bad. Well, it's like that video of, you know, this is not a, like a particularly original observation, but what city was it where the cops pulled the guy off the train because he wasn't wearing a mask and they're like forcing him down on the ground and arresting him. And it's like, just give him a fucking mask yeah. and say, hey, asshole, here, put on the mask. mask. Right. This yeah. is for you and for everyone right. around you. Just put on the mask. Stop being a dick. Yeah. And so then they're and and they're chasing down surfers and hikers. Yeah. Like like that's a good fucking use of resources right yeah. now. Let's just chase down surfers and hikers. You know, it's so it's just I don't even understand it. Like, how could the system be so broken? Like, how could it be so badly run that they don't just do these various why is the first reaction to do the most risk averse extreme like who, why is that the answer? I don't understand. It's well, part of it strange. is the lack of understanding about 
the coronavirus, right? Because they are learning. I so mean, right. So when you don't understand something, the immediate reaction is to do the no, most I'm not saying drastic. That's, I'm not saying that's the it's best. Like, that's crazy. But it is. You know, the solution. The solution to the problem is not. Um, thinking about it in black and white terms absolutely right. that's exactly it's like why are we we're, we're thinking about it. it's like oh well worst case scenario it's like no you're creating the worst case scenario by reacting with such extremity well the, the other problem it's like don't don't create the worst case scenario which is what they're doing but the the problem is is not only are are they reacting with extremity but they're not doing anything to support that reaction like they're saying you can't go to work but we're not going to do anything to help you well, with that. The feds are paying six hundred dollars to the to the um you know everybody's weekly great, but that payment which the, is a lot. That's but. good. I mean, people that are complaining about that are out of their mind. But there's yeah. also people who can't collect unemployment for whatever reason. What yeah, if they're between right. jobs right. or technically they were part time and they don't get to do it? Like, there's a lot of people stuck at home who can't make any money. Yeah. And we're just like, tough shit. Yeah. And and we're saying, we're saying, oh, it's going to be shut down. We don't know till when. Yeah. We don't have a target date. Oh, maybe it'll be open May 15th. Well, why would it, why is that a date? Oh, because uh, then the medical supplies are stocked. Okay. So how about you give us an update on how stocked the medical supplies are? Right. Why well, don't you say, hey, oh, we're almost to the right capacity now. Yeah. And when we get to right capacity, then we'll do it. No. Instead, it's just these vague phases that doesn't even... That you know, Gavin Newsom came out with the phases that are the most. You can't even tell which business is supposed to go where. It's very weird. I think a lot of it has to do with liability. Honestly, I think that so much of this is because of people are worried about getting sued. Sure. And the governments are like, if somebody gets sick at the beach, and we could have shut it down, that's going to be a million dollar lawsuit against us, which is really fucked up and should not. And that's why. I'm pro Mitch McConnell, who's trying to say no lawsuits for this. He's trying to pass a law. Well, it depends, that, right? I'm totally pro him. Why? But why, if you go to work and they don't have any protocols in place for handling coronavirus situations, like if you're stuck in a room with a bunch of other people and you have to go to work, this is the only way you can get, I mean, you're not going to collect unemployment if you quit. So if you have to well, go I think into you your can job. actually now collect if you quit, though. I don't think so. I don't, I, still the, no. Unemployment rules are still the same. So if you have a job that reopens and it's circumstances where you could get it by the way that the job is operating, they haven't changed anything, why shouldn't you be able to sue them if you get sick? Well, because here's the reason. Because I agree with you, obviously, of course. It's yes, if somebody's actually screwing you like over. You're compelled yes, to go to work. Right. Fine. So maybe they can write the law in some sort of way. But the thing that's gonna end up happening is if you don't indemnify people, there's going to be endless bullshit lawsuits from greedy lawyers who are just like, this is easy money. Look, somebody got coronavirus at work. I'm going to sue every single, you yeah, know, but you, you also you're going to sink the entire legal system. And then you can't indemnify it's going to be the same. Everybody like there needs to be protection for workers, which is the problem. Well, is then you write the law very, very specifically. But the, the problem is it, once you, you know, these class actions, it's a lawyer. They get 10 people who got coronavirus, right? They send it to the courts. The courts start getting bogged down in it. Once the data starts coming out, yeah, maybe they'll realize, oh, six out of those four cases are bullshit. But maybe there's something to the other four. It's it will keep shit closed forever because it'll just dist- and it'll also keep the court system full of bullshit cases forever. Yeah, like- I'm just I'm more concerned about people being compelled to go to work and not having safety protocols in place to protect them. Like, 
you know, if we're going to exist in this system where you need to go have a job in order, and this is the expectation we have of people. Yeah. Go work. But it's like if you go to work and there's a possibility you get this life-threatening illness and you already have underlying conditions of some kind, you don't have a choice. It's like, well, I either starve by quitting my job and not being able to get another one, or I go into work and possibly catch this thing and get a fucking stroke or, or die of you know, my lungs being fucked up or whatever. Wow. That would probably fall under the, uh, definition of like constructive layoff though. Like if, if you're being forced to be work in a dangerous situation, you can probably almost definitely get unemployment, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I would say right now, probably the unemployment office is so bogged down. They're not asking a lot of questions. So as long as you fill out those forms correctly and say like, no, I didn't quit. I was forced out. But they're going to ask your company. No, they're not. There's way too many of these claims now. They're just pumping the shit out. I don't know. I, I bet they wouldn't even ask now. We need uh, somebody involved in that to answer that. Uh, you know, I just think... Because I wouldn't want to change. I think protecting workers is the most important thing. Yeah, protecting thing. workers is important, but man, there is so many bullshit lawsuits out there, and that fucks things up for everyone. It fucks up everything, because it means that... You know, part of the, again, so many companies are not going to be able to reopen because they're like, one lawsuit is the end of my entire, it's like nobody wants anybody to get coronavirus, but say somebody gets coronavirus at work, you know, even if it's a totally frivolous lawsuit and it wasn't their fault at all, that's going to settle for a couple million dollars. That's going to put any small business immediately out of business. Like some small mom and pop anything can't survive a single lawsuit. So those mom and pop places have to be indemnified. I would say like all restaurants or something like, because otherwise some asshole, yeah, but it can't be like a free payday. It can't be know? everyone is indemnified. And there are people who would have legitimate claims. And I, the, yeah, the I thing, know, it's tough. It's the, tough. Economically speaking, I, again, this is a system problem, right? We, it's pretty much you, in order to get healthcare in our country, right? You have to go to work. So at the very minimum to cover whatever health problems you're having, you need to have a job that pays for your health insurance unless you're on Medicaid or whatever. So to have a situation where you have to keep going into your job, but you're working in unsafe conditions. Yeah, I totally get it. I, I, it's like I, a catch-22. How am I going to get out of this, this circumstance? I totally agree, and I obviously support what you're saying, obviously. Um, I'm just saying the it's like rent control in a lot of ways. Like... By not indemnifying employers, you're going to create an even more adversarial situation where they're doing everything they can to get through some loophole or something because their survival is going to depend on it. You don't want to put businesses in a position where they have to cheat shit in order to survive because one lawsuit based on this virus is going to kill them. And right. same thing with the government. You know, it's it's you don't want to put the government in a situation where some one person who goes to the beach can sue because the government didn't do everything they can to keep people away from each other. That's that's why the government is probably acting the way it is. It's because in a liability sense, if they didn't do the maximum efforts to keep people apart, they're just going to get fucking sued, you know? So, I don't know. Anyway, back to Mike Pearl. Um, so, last two sentences yes. from him. Uh, it, but it was pretty irksome the other day when my wife had to drive out of her way to go to rich people grocery store in search of toilet paper because our normal people grocery store didn't have any left. It's like, what, is it, what does that mean? Like, what's your complaint? And, and where, 
what are you even talking about? Like, where do you live? You know, he probably rich lives in pe- Venice. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, what are you the even talking people. about? The rich people grocery store. We had to go to Whole Foods instead yeah. of Ralph's. Yeah. And just know that if you yell at someone who looks like they might be hoarding, there's a non-zero chance you're actually the asshole. But isn't he complaining about people hoarding? <laughs> no, the, so again, what, what goes back to like this neoliberal contradictory shit. statements. Because exactly. he is so scrambled in his brains that actually hoarders are okay because they need to be protected because maybe they're uh, buying it for uh, people in need, you know? And you can't you can't be mean to people in public because who knows what their needs are. So actually the people that do need to be screamed at are hoarders, and he's telling you no. There's a non-zero chance if you're screaming at a hoarder, you're a non-asshole. It's like, where does this come from? But where he's also anger. Where does this anger come from? But the thing is, in the previous sentence, he's complaining about people hoarding toilet paper. Yeah. And now he's saying, but don't be mad at the hoarders, even yeah. though I'm complaining because I have to go to the other grocery store to get the yeah. toilet paper. He's saying hoarding's a complex issue because you don't know what people are. When going hoarding for. negatively affects me, that's when it's bad. Right. When hoarding negatively affects you, that's don't when it's yell. fine. Don't you? Because that yell will at make them. you an asshole. Yeah. Because I actually did a little hoarding myself because I'm I have a special <laughs> condition, yes. Mike Pearl. The uh, uh, yeah. The, I posted a link to this other thing i don't want to lady i don't want to pile on the bread lady because she's already taken down her medium Who's account. bread lady so the, but this is the same like vibe that's happening this lady on medium and i have to go to wonket to get this information because she deleted her account but this lady posted this article on medium wagging her finger at other people who were buying like bread making stuff flour and and yeast and whatnot I want to just say that on Wonket, so uh, same with this same childhood childhood finger pointing, like weird, which is so strange, this whole tone of voice. It's so disgusting. If you go up on the side, there's a badge on Wonket, which is one of these phony vice, you know, like shrill. Wonket has been around for Yeah, but they're like one of these same like bullshit fake news pumpers. And so uh, <clears throat> there's a badge that you can buy that's like a weird, crudely drawn eagle that says NRA equals weak poop sad. Yes. That's the level of discourse you're wearing that t shirt right now. NRA equals weak poop sad. So this lady wrote an article about the bread. Um, and uh, here's a quote from it Baking bread is a way of life for me, not a hobby, not something to do just to pass the time. I don't eat store bought bread. I rarely eat prepared foods of any kind. If you visited my kitchen, you would find food but nothing to eat because I only stock ingredients. I do all of my own cooking and baking. So she's mad because people are getting into like baking bread now because they have this free time at home. And she's mad because she is one of the original (laughs) bread bakers. And she doesn't think that you should be baking bread because you are using it for fun, but she is using it for the correct reasons. But then this is a doubling thing. Because now Wonkette's getting mad at her. Because Wonkette gets mad at this random lady. So she's finger wagging at people going to grocery stores to get bread stuff. And they're finger wagging at her. And then her fucking medium gets deleted, of course, because there's a huge internet pile on. So it's just like all these people just finger-wagging at each other. And it's like, just relax. The problem, Do your thing the, and chill. The problem truly is, Waco. is the media. The problem is the media. We have, we, and, and now you see there are 30 million people unemployed. Why? Genuinely, I believe, in the very most basic sense, obviously it's way more complicated than this, but because of the media. Without a shrill fucking media uh, pointing people back and forth. Gavin Newsom, when he closed the beaches... You know what he called out? 
he called out, he said specifically, oh, there was a very intense media reports showing pictures of people on the beaches. Right. Without the beaches, he, without, or sorry, without the media pushing these sensational Without the stories, beaches, without people the wouldn't beaches. be going there. Uh, without this bullshit, without the media pushing and pulling and creating liability problems for people like Gavin Newsom, they'd be able to make coherent middle-of-the-road informed decisions, but they can't because the fucking media. I don't disagree with that. I think that there's definitely... I mean, there's a huge problem in general with people sitting at home, going on their phones... And then that shit gets to news. Looking at all this stuff and getting people more riled up. And again, it's the same effect of like, look at all these people outside that I'm taking pictures of because I am also outside, but different. Yeah. And it makes people do these. It's the same thing. Finger-wagging... Garcetti closed the farmer's markets, which was a huge mistake, and he quickly went back on. But he closed the farmer's markets because one person posted a picture from the Brentwood farmer's market on Reddit yeah. that looked like people were close together. But it, the perspective was all off. You yeah. can't tell well, how close people are. As they said on the internet, if you want to get an idea of how people are actually packed into a location, yeah. it has to be above. Because right. anything 20 feet away has forced perspective. Yeah. So it makes people look closer than they actually yeah. are. Yeah, and Garcetti's they're... sitting there with a bunch of fucking idiots looking at this picture being like, oh no picture people too close yes let me i'm a fucking caveman it's like how about you f- understand that just because you see a fucking picture does not mean uh well, also you just make mo- policy just, based on that and also like yeah we don't need to be reactive because being reactive is the problem is the problem and the media in makes some us ways. do it we got to fucking the media needs to be i mean you know it sucks the, the one i believe in the first amendment but man they got to do something about this because this is really the core problem. Anyway, keep going. Speaking of shitty media, let's keep. So, I, this LA Times article came across uh, my internet text messages. Internet text messages doesn't make any sense. Uh, somebody in the comedy community sent this to me um, because I know two people in this article. So it was of interest to me for that reason because I know these people and I know. I know them well enough that they did not intend for it to come off this badly. And I have a theory about what's happened here. But there's an article in the LA Times Entertainment section. The headline is, They're the future of Hollywood diversity, but coronavirus has their careers on hold. So it features two comedians I know when I was doing stand-up actively. Uh, I'd run into them at the open mics and the shows. And it's Danielle Perez and Jared Goldstein. Again... I have no problem with them. They're lovely people. They are talented and funny. I'm not. We're not focusing on this because of them. But this article talks about how people who participate in CBS's diversity showcase are having trouble now because they had the showcase in January. Coronavirus has essentially shut down most of Hollywood, and they're struggling. So my theory is that the person who wrote this article hates these people because the way that it is written is so like unpleasant and cringy that it makes them seem almost like clueless about what's going on. And I have to think that both Danielle and Jared and everybody else featured also have real jobs that have been impacted by coronavirus. And they probably talked about them, but that's not mentioned anywhere. So it just comes off as people complaining that their Hollywood stardom didn't begin when they wanted it to. (laughs) Yeah, right. Which is... I don't know. I don't think that's very sympathetic. And I I have to assume they didn't go into it thinking that's how they would be portrayed. Right. But that's how it comes off. And 
We have some poll quotes that will be entertaining. <laughs> Let's hear the poll quotes. So they're the future of Hollywood diversity, but coronavirus has their careers on hold. The cheers reverberated through the El Portal Theater in North Hollywood as the curtain dropped on the group of multicultural and LGBTQ artists who had just performed a torrent of in-your-face comedy sketches to an audience of agents, managers, and creative executives from TV networks and production companies. Boy, am I sad I wasn't there for that. <laughs> that sounds like a rollicking good time. The, the way that this... I think this writer hates all of them because yeah. the way that he writes it is so... I mean, maybe not, but it just comes off as like, ugh. The performers hugged one another backstage, thrilled by the rousing response to their original material, peppered with catchy songs and raunchy humor. But they were even more pumped up by what was to come after the show, networking with industry insiders who could potentially cast them on a TV show, paving a path to stardom. No, what this is for is, I don't think, I don't agree with your theory that he actually hates them. What this is for is, this is a lip service article that probably came from a PR Probably the CBS wrote some press release. Yes. Uh, trying to like figure out a way to draw attention to themselves. And probably the press release was designed for the Marianne Williams and like Pete Buttigieg. You know. Hey, hey, uh-uh. No. Sorry, okay. I will not have Marianne. <laughs> Marianne. I just want to restate my love of Marianne Williamson. And I forgot about this, but there's a great. Uh, moment on Twitter where tweet where Pete tweeted out this stupid thing he had said at a debate, which was something along the lines of the shape of our democracy is the one issue that affects all of the other issues in our democracy. Just nonsense. And Marianne Williamson responded and she's like, if I had said something like this, people would have made fun of me endlessly or accused me of being <laughs> drunk true. on that's, wine. That's true. That's true. Okay, so yeah. I'll leave I'll leave your How uh, dare you, sir? I'll leave your best friend Marianne out of this. I but, stand uh, Marianne. <laughs> <laughs> um it's for the Buttigieg crowd to think we have done so much work on diversity. We have made so much progress and now the coronavirus, it's like fear-mongering for them to think that their diversity Efforts are being unfairly, uh, you know, damaged by coronavirus because they don't have any real interests in the world. They don't have to actually worry about money, so they need to worry that their like cachet of progressive identity politics wins might be threatened by coronavirus. Mm. Um, then the coronavirus outbreak struck, putting all of Hollywood on hold and derailing the momentum of the showcase hopefuls. Now they are left to face an uncertain future in an industry that even in the best of times has traditionally underrepresented women, people of color, queer, and disabled people. Although the effect of the outbreak and the mandated guidelines of social distancing dealt a harsh setback to the players, they're making the best of it. Many are keeping their creative chops sharp by creating content for social media, writing, and moving forward with other professional projects. So this is about Jared. Jared's a very funny comedian. And I know, I know, or at least I'd like to think, that this is not all that they talk so about. So in what way is Jared Goldstein uh, underrepresented in Hollywood? He is a half-Asian, half-Jewish gay man. I see. So you're saying that being half-Jewish and half-Asian and gay in contemporary Hollywood is a disadvantage. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Are you asking me if I'm saying that? <laughs> sure sounds like a really disadvantaged place to Listen. be coming from in, in modern Hollywood. Uh, Jared Goldstein. I'm, I'm who, sure he has, his opportunities are really just 
really restricted. Like I'm sure people just get his resume and they're like, oh man, I, I hate Jewish Asian gay people. One of our attorneys so, is a Jew. I'm sure those, those evil like Christian white men who, who run Hollywood are sitting there being like, I fucking hate Jewish gay people who are Asian and I'm not going to put them in movies. <laughs> That's definitely happening. Um, I mean, you do have to admit that Asian representation in Hollywood is well, pretty. That's why I'm saying contemporary yeah. right now, because right now it's all the fucking rage. But that's like five minutes old. Yeah, you know, like that's, that's a long history new. of no. A, if anybody, they they should be pissed yeah. if uh, more than anybody, in my opinion. They Jared Goldstein, who was featured in one of the showcase's most outrageous sketches as a gay sex education teacher. Well, it is a shame Isaac missed this. He would have been thrilled said he had enjoyed going to lots of meetings following the showcase and has been busy performing comedy on social media. But trying to be funny while self-isolating has been a bit bumpy given glitches in technology and other mishaps. And here's my favorite quote from, here's your favorite from quote. Jared. I'm not going to do the way Jared speaks. <laughs> Adapting to be a Zoom comedian and being an Instagram live performer has provided challenges, honey, he said with a laugh. Honey, he said with a laugh. You can act it out. Thanks, so, Jared. This is what I know, you know... Uh, from his stand-up, anyway, because I've seen him perform many times. Jared's a very funny comedian. Um, he was a waiter for a long no, time. No, I'm not hating on Jared at all, by the way. I don't... It actually... Yeah, you are. I'm not. I'm not. I'm a man. I like no, men. No, I'm sure Jared's great. I, no, I'm again, not, I'm not... I'm not... I'm making fun only of the... Uh, the way that it's written. The way it's written. This, I'm not talking about Jared. But this is a thing that I think is relevant, is from what I know about Jared, he was a waiter forever. Yeah, And he right. was just, like, slaving away in these, you know, restaurants and WeHo and other places. Right. And none of that is covered. And I have to think that a more sympathetic article would be them going, not only is this like hopeful star path fucked for them, but now their regular jobs are fucked too. Yeah, right. So it's like a double shit show. Exactly. They're that just, would be a much better way to th- cover I just this. don't understand why it wasn't written that way and why their management and agents and whoever was involved didn't like confirm that it's a pr piece they, they, this is somebody sent this writer a pr cbs who i'm sure he had, has a great relationship sent him something being like can we get a can we get an article in here about yeah. how like how the diversity showcase isn't you know these poor people which um, maybe they are poor people like you're saying but they're poor people more because they've lost their their you know income has evaporated it's just than because of their you know comedy that's what i don't understand is like why wouldn't yeah. that be the hinge right. because yeah. it's like that would really be you know people like they moved to hollywood they work their ass off to get anywhere right they're doing these shit jobs and you know in town that are flexible but not they don't have long-term you know career potential right. just because it's like you know i need to be able to go to auditions and stuff why isn't that the crux of it so then you have real empathy for these guys right. it's like Instead, it just sounds like, oh, my other option besides being a big star was being at home and being on Instagram Live. And yeah. people, you know, working class people who have to go work at fucking McDonald's are going to read that and been like, who, who gives a fuck shit? Cares? Oh, no. Well, I, I'm actually really glad that you picked this out because I would have never... I would have never like read this article. Obviously, I just would have bounced right off of it. Yeah, but it's, well, you're right. There, there's some. There's sort of a nuanced thing here that's happening. That's very strange. They got fucked by this writer. That's what's so yeah, appalling. Yeah. The first time I read it, I was like, I can't believe Jared and Danielle are just so clueless about everything. But you I know, was like, their fault. I know right. these people. Like they're not total narcissist assholes. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this writer 
only talked about the thing that is relatable to almost nobody. I mean, yes, it's an industry paper in town, so more people than usual be interested in entertainment business stuff. Yeah. But it's very much like, ugh. Like if this, if I was an agent and this came out about one of my clients, You'd I'd be, be like, pissed. oh shit, mm, right? How the fuck did this happen? Right, right, yeah, yeah, totally. Um, Nabil Muscatwalla made a strong impression at the showcase in a skit in which he played a praying mantis that begs his wife not to kill him, delivered in the form of an R and B ballad. Also, the way that these sketches are described, I'm sure they're fine. That but, actually sounds kind of funny. Yeah. Soon after the show, he scored a role in a CBS comedy pilot, Jury Duty. Like other series, production of the show was halted. Muscatwalla has found an outlet posting TikTok covers of popular songs. About being in showbiz limbo, he said, Mentally and personally, I'm handling it pretty well. I'm kind of a homebody, so I'm meant for quarantine in many ways. But it's difficult to get motivated and hard to be creative. So much of being creative is going out and living life and getting inspiration from everyday things. And it's like that quote, yeah. that's the one that you pick. There's people that have it's to like, go out and like work in a fucking <laughs> shit-ass McDonald's or some other restaurant situation. Yeah. How about the people who have to go to a grocery store who didn't have masks yeah. until like last week Somebody because they were, the CDC was telling them don't wear masks and they just they, they, people were hoarding them. How Somebody, about we get mad about that? Somebody working at Ralph's. Yeah, just totally dude, those are the people. Though They are the most heroic fucking people of this entire thing. Yeah. The people who have been working in crowded grocery stores this entire time, yes. putting their lives on the line every fucking day. Yeah, so you can the go CDC, get grapes. Telling them don't wear masks. Yeah, you couldn't get them a fucking mask. Yeah, exactly. Do you know how many people would have been not gotten sick if you had just given the person, the clerk working at the fucking they grocery still can't store? Get masks. There's, there's people working in those places that are complaining, but they don't have enough protective equipment. They're those being are required the to work. Years. That's what every article should be about. The people working at fucking Ralph's. I honestly, it's like well, those are. I, it's crazy. At least take the tactic of showing. The stuff that's relatable, like these these guys all have regular jobs. Yeah, right. right Why right. isn't that information yeah, in there? Because like a, that makes yeah. it. Because it just makes them sound like clueless. clueless. Yeah, it makes them sound clueless. It's like, oh, I'm just stuck at home and I I can't be creative. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? Do you know how many people would kill for that? Right. But maybe that guy has like a waiter job that he can't go yeah, to. Yeah, right, right. He's got a retail job that he was doing. Yeah. But that information's not here, so just get fucked yeah. with this nonsense. That's interesting. It's a good yeah. call out. What else we got? Uh, from this article? No, no. What did, I think we're done with this one. Um, yeah, and that's... Other Corona stories? What I don't want is, I don't want them to hear this and to think that I'm shitting on them. No, it, you're I, not. You've made that clear. I you're know not it's not them. their fault. The way that it's written is very, like, yeah. shady. Well, this is just the old CDC thing where the... It, maybe we should just read exactly what the CDC said in... in uh, um, okay, so I have that quote here. March. Um, the CDC said last month... Which I guess this was January. No, this uh, let's it's see, dated twenty twenty oh one thirty. Yeah, that might not be when it was published, though. But anyway, keep going. The CDC said last month it doesn't recommend people use face masks. Making the announcement on the same day, the first case of person-to-person transmission of coronavirus was reported in the U.S. The CDC recommendation on masks stands, a spokesman told Market Watch Wednesday. Even with the first reported case of a COVID nineteen infection <laughs> in an individual in California who had not been to China or been exposed to a person diagnosed with the virus. The virus is not spreading in the general community, Dr. Nancy Messonnier, director of the Center for the National Director of the Center for the National Center for Immunization and <laughs> Respiratory this is, this Diseases. Like the media again. It's like people don't even proofread these things proof. anymore. I keep thinking like I mistyped. I'm like, I copied yeah, and pasted. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah, so many. Typos. Said in a January 30th briefing, we don't routinely recommend the use of face masks by the public to prevent respiratory illness, and we certainly are not recommending that at this time. Certainly not virus. recommending that in th- on, in February. 
think about how many people probably got sick and probably died because of that. And that's, and then we have this whole group of people being like, just listen to the experts. It's like, don't know. You should be questioning it. They're telling you bullshit and they're wrong about things. And they're, they're saying it for the wrong reasons. There's, there's another uh, weird thing going on here. If check out, so check out CDC deaths as of May 1st, check it out. It says here, deaths as of May 1st, 37,308. Right. And uh, a lot of those are, you know, it's, it's, it's actually, if you really look into, dig into these numbers, um, the, it's not, anyway, whatever. Let's just go with what's right in front of us. Total deaths, 37,308 on May 1st. Let's see if it goes later than May 1st. No, it doesn't. Okay. Um, also looks like the curve is definitely shrinking. But now go to... Now go but, see how many it's being quoted. See how many deaths are being quoted. Like right now... Just from that other article? Yeah. USA Today. What day is this? What day is it? The article is dated... May 1st. May 1st. May 1st. How many deaths does that say? In light of a horrific April that saw close to 60,000 Americans lose their lives because of the coronavirus, bringing the national total to more than 63,000, it's fair to ponder whether the U.S. will reach 100,000 deaths. So why the fuck does this USA Today article say 63,000 people have lost their lives in April alone when the total amount is 37,000? Well, there's different confirmations of deaths, right? There's like deaths reported in one context, and the CDC counts... Uh, confirmed COVID deaths. Sure. Right? So, why the fuck is actually saw a whole why are they Twitter being sl- why are they being sloppy about this? I don't think it's being sloppy. It's just different methodologies that yeah. are being used. I'm just saying part of the reason why people are so freaked out right now is because the numbers aren't real. They're getting bullshit numbers, and they're being sensationalized. They're trying to be like, when will it hit a hundred thousand? It's at sixty three thousand. It's not even at sixty thousand. It's thirty seven. Well, the CDC count is behind. Right? This is May 1st. No, but I'm saying like the point that they've reached in terms of confirming actual deaths from COVID is behind what like, you know, New York State is reporting this many people died from COVID. I'm sure it is behind. But then why the fuck is USA Today reporting a fake number on the same day? Then they should be reporting, oh, the number we have right now is this number. Instead, they're spreading this horseshit. I don't know if it's horseshit. It's just like... They're not being clear about what the sources are. What's this title say? What's the title of this article? Well, this is my point. When, when will, will the, the U.S. US reach 100,000 deaths? After a horrific April, grim milestone could hit in May. What kind of fucking headline is that? When will the U.S. hit 100,000? When will it happen? When will we? And people's eyes just dying. go, 100,000 deaths? We could reach 100,000 deaths in May. We could reach a million deaths in May. Why don't you just... We could reach any amount at any time. It'd be awesome. Yeah, I mean... People seem to forget, again, 500,000 people died of swine flu. The numbers here are going to end up being similar, if not less bad. I wish I could submit a list to coronavirus of people I would be okay with dying that I know. Yeah. Who'd be on there? I don't want to <laughs> say publicly. <laughs> All right. Uh, any, any more corona myopia? You, you included this article about the suicide doctor, yeah, the so woman who committed suicide. I was suicide. interested in this. Um, I, was, I, I find this very strange. So I, I put a couple uh, quote. If you go back to the Google Doc really quick, um, there's a couple. There, 
stats here that are very strange. So people are, are marking the uh, coronavirus doctor killed herself, which is a very strange story because she was working really hard. Then she like went and visited her family in North Carolina or something and then d- killed herself in North Carolina when she wasn't in the middle of working. Mm. Also, there's these quotes that say the suicide rates for doctors amongst men are 40 times the natural national average. Female doctors kill themselves 130% more to more. Sorry, okay. The, the quote is, male doctors have a suicide rate 40% higher than that of the greatest general population, and female doctors almost 130% higher. So Women just aren't cut out for that kind of work. Well, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, like, what is going on here? Like, why? It seems very strange to me that somebody would... Why would you kill yourself? I, I I'm not saying it's like a conspiracy or anything. I just don't really understand. Like, like her why? individually? Yeah. Wait. Like, why would you do that at this well, time? I mean, people that kill themselves have a. The problem with suicide is always everybody wants to point to like whatever the recent circumstances right. around them are. But a lot of the time, there's a lot of underlying issues that are present. Why do you think w- women doctor? That's a very serious statistical anomaly. Right. Why, why do female doctors kill themselves 130% times more? I, well, that's the, the numbers they have to look at so many dicks. Wait, so 130%, that's a, a lot, lot of hernia checks. That's two times like that's two, out. two more than twice as much as the average population. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I'm not a, I have no idea. Actually, I have a doctor friend who listens, and I would be curious if he has any insight about this, it also, if he's listening now. It also just seems really weird to me that now would be the time. Like, yeah, you're treating a bunch of people that are dying of coronavirus, but like, why well, would again, that make you kill that's yourself? That's trying to point to like a specific yeah. catalyst, and that's not always the case. Well, like, but that's what the whole, again, we're getting back to the media. The media is pointing well, yeah, to this. That's the good story. Yeah, the story is coronavirus is making doctors kill themselves. Yes. It's that bad. Yeah. But it's like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah. Like coronavirus, it's like it's not like it's not like Ebola. It's not like coronavirus like, made me rape all those yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. It's like I couldn't stop. It's the most horrifying thing I've seen. It's not like you know. It's not like you're seeing people like you know, people are dying in large numbers, but you're a doctor. Like you're. Yeah, I don't. Uh, anytime, what? anytime there's a suicide thing and it's like tied to recent events, I'm always no very sense. skeptical. Yeah, there's a, there's that's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying the media is like making these connections that well, yeah, are not real. But that's real. standard. That's always yeah. That's the easiest narrative to pull. But right. people that commit suicide, like you just can't, you can't point to a thing and say like this is the reason why. Like there's right. a lot of reasons that have led to that point. So right. she might have had some underlying disease. Yeah, I know she got it twice, so maybe she was concerned about. I've actually heard that, that it just came out that that's actually not possible. You can't get it twice. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, you can only get it once. I mean, maybe it like flares up twice. Yeah, maybe. But it's like once you're immune, you're immune. Oh, I don't know. Um, um, but yeah, I think suicide stories, it's like you can't sit there and speculate because people are complicated and they have they have deep internal reasons for stuff. So, right. you know, what are you going to... I certainly don't think it's beneficial to her family and to people around her to have this is to make her a stand-in for how terrible the like yeah. even doctors are killing themselves. Yeah. It's like they they make it seem like I mean yeah, I'm sure the doctors are working very hard and it's very difficult and it's very scary. Yes. The ones who are really on the front lines, but it's like they're not you know, it's not like I it just doesn't make any sense to me that that link would be drawn. You know, it's like 
Well, I mean, that's anytime there's a big national story and like weird little stories happen out of it, there's always that. Yeah. It's always like, oh, look at this weird thing that happened. Right. Must be a result of that. I mean, it can't just be circumstances were what right. they were. Yeah. I mean, you can't, you can't draw, uh, you can't always draw information from individual circumstances and apply it broadly. It's just yeah. if I was a doctor, they're making the way that it's all written is that she was taking it personally that she couldn't save the people. Right. But if like, if I'm a doctor in the middle of a pandemic, I'm not like, this is my fault. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm not like, like, it's like, it's not, it, why would you think that? I don't that? know. We've like, talked about your sensitivity to feedback. Yeah, so right. Maybe why do be. all these people keep dying around me? <laughs> it's like, uh, there's a pandemic. There's yeah. a, it's this coronavirus. It's like you're a dermatologist. Yeah. <laughs> I can't save them. Stop worrying about it. Get rid of this wart. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Well, you have a Elon Musk that you're, you're, this is yours. Target. Oh no. Okay. I don't even care about this. You one. sent that link. Uh, what I did want to say though was, um, the Chinese, I do want to play just while we're skewering, this will be our media skewering episode. Um, the Chinese ambassador. So Axios, which is for those who don't know, Axios is this like very serious, uh, new, media company that's trying to be like, we're the hard-hitting journalists. Like, we're asking the questions no one else is, is willing to ask, although they're completely biased, just like everybody, and they're totally anti-Trump. And I will say, I, I saw the CEO talk one time, and he was, or the editor-in-chief, and he was really cool. They definitely take their job as journalists really, really seriously. Um, I do think they're they're still biased. You know one Jim Vandehey? I think so. One of the guys that founded Politico. Yeah, yeah. So it's that kind of group. Yeah. Um, they have like a, you know, they're kind of like trying to be the new thing. They they have like, they're known for brevity. They're known for smart brevity. And uh, the name they of have, the website sucks. Axios. Yeah. Just doesn't roll off the tongue. Weird, yeah. Politico, great name for website. Right. Exactly. It, it encapsulates everything that's on the site. Axios. It sounds it's like, like prescription yeah. drugs. Right. And Erectile the, the branding is bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I, anytime I see Axios stuff, I always think it's some... Like, it's like an ad. Yeah, yeah I feel the same way. Yeah. It's like, and I think they're trying to be like, we're serious, yeah. but it's like, it doesn't, doesn't really work. No. Um, so they have an HBO show. And in the HBO show, they interview the Chinese ambassador during this. Mm -hmm. And they have this guy who's this like, I, I don't know if he's British. He's got some kind of accent. Ooh. He might be South African or something. And he... Uh, <laughs> oh, it's all the same. He clearly plays the role of like, hard-hitting journalist that's willing to ask whatever question comes to my mind and like I'm doing my job as a journalist but he just ends up coming off like a total fucking asshole like he doesn't he's he's talking to the ambassador to China and he's trying to like goad the ambassador to China and it's all couched in this I'm doing the journalist job but what it actually comes out as is him just propagandizing in the opposite direction like he ends up just seeming like he's just being hostile to this man for no fucking reason. So he makes the guy look better. Yeah, he makes the guy look better and question. he just looks stupid and he, yeah. he doesn't look like he's like doing uh, the right thing. It looks like he's just asking really reductive, mm. stupid questions that he knows the answer to for no real reason. So watch, you can watch two minutes of the clip. Is this the one? There's two clips here. Uh, I think I only watched the top one, but Turns yeah, out. why don't you... Axios, what matters? Teresa, on Tuesday, um, Tuesday, the announced that it would be expelling all U.S. journalists working for the New York Times, what the Wall Street that? Journal, and the Washington Post's 
uh, from China and what, that they have Australia. 10 days to leave. That's, I don't think what that's does Australia. the Chinese government have government. to fear from a Okay, go back to the beginning because you need to hear the question. Sorry, too busy making fun of his accent. Tuesday. 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 He's definitely... Um, the Chinese government announced that it would be expelling all U.S. journalists working for the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, and the Washington Posts uh, from Ice. China, and that they have 10 days to leave. What does the Chinese government have to fear from an independent press, Mr. Ambassador? Well, I think I still have to give you the right facts. First, it's not expelling anybody from China. The work permit as journalists will be terminated. <laughs> Secondly, not everybody <laughs> this from is a dick this answer. media. Some of the, the people will still be in, working in China. But most importantly, we are doing all this in response to the measure taken by the US government against our journalists here. So in a sense, we are compelled to do all these things. But so w with respect, wasn't the first action the Chinese government expelling the three Wall Street Journal reporters because of critical coverage of the Communist Party's response to the coronavirus? And they, the US government expelled, from my understanding, Chinese state-owned, they effectively made them cap their staff numbers lower from state-owned uh, outlets. No, I think the fact is the Wall Street Journal ran an article with very insulting language on the entire Chinese nation. That caused a lot of anger among the Chinese people. So the government had to respond. I mean, I, I then, really, then yeah. the U.S. government, the U.S. government has taken actions against our journalists. I just have to point out how awkwardly staged this is because it, well, the, the Chinese ambassador is on like a widescreen television hung on a wall and the guy is in a blue suit standing at the other end of a table but sort of off to the side. Yeah, it's so, very weird and it's... It, it, okay, we keep going? Yeah. People who have never violated U.S. laws. People who are just doing their professional job here and they are expelled by the U.S. government. Then we have to follow the principle of reciprocity, we have to respond. I guess I just, I mean, I read that column in, in the Wall Street Journal and, and it didn't Wall seem Street to me that Journal? there was anything that would violate a law in it. It was really criticizing the uh, government. That article is very insulting on the okay. entire Chinese nation. If you know anything about Chinese history, if you know anything about Chinese history, I think a lot of people here in America did not agree with that title, with that kind of language. People well, were very upset here, even. I'm sure people will disagree, Mr. Ambassador. I guess the question is whether yes. it's a good idea to expel reporters because of something you disagree with. Yeah, the first the first yeah. question you have to ask, whether it's a good idea to write such an article at all. Well, it's an interesting response. Yeah, so, okay. So, would, first of all, this is their leading clip. So, supposedly, that's their best moment from this interview. You, you can watch the whole thing on HBO. But to me, it's just like, this guy is trying to enforce this American way of thinking about the media that he knows full fucking well the Chinese do not share. Right. And the, and the the whole interview is him being like, well, wh why didn't you uh, do it exactly like uh, the Americans would have done it? And, uh, you know, and <laughs> the Chinese guy keeps just being like, look, we didn't have full information. 
we were trying to stem misinformation. So we were censoring the messages that were coming out and we were trying to get ahead of it and get scientific information before we made decisions about the media response, mm. like the state-owned media response. And he keeps being like, well, why were you censoring journalists? <laughs> it's like, motherfucker, you it's know, China, you know it's a do. communist, exactly. You know that. You know it's a communist government. Why are you dragging this guy through the fucking coals so you, right now? So you think that his questioning was in bad faith? Yeah, totally bad faith. Yeah. Like, he's just trying to seem like a bad boy journalist, like, asking these questions. And this guy is just like, what I'm gonna, you know? I'm going to expose you guys. Yeah, I'm going to expose China. Censorious communists. Yeah, it's like you know they're a fucking China, communist government. How about you ask them a relevant question? Like, how about you ask them, like, how do we fight this together? Or, like, how about you ask them your thoughts and say he's just attacking him? Like, he is a propagandist. Yeah. Or ask them about that. And he's like, oh, did you hear the stupid distinction? It was like, uh, well, America, we kicked out China. We didn't kick them out. We just uh, didn't renew their visas. And he's saying the same exact thing. We did the same shit. (laughs) Or why not ask him about the, I mean, maybe they do, but the, the, the doctor that first started warning people about it, that eventually caught it and died. Right. Who was, who was censored and chastised yeah if you're government. gonna right ask the really embarrassing questions yeah. instead he's just generally talking about like me why is it a good idea is it really a good and then he goes oh well that's an interesting question it's very insulting like i'm insulted for the chinese guy it's like some schmuck journalist is coming to me like this it's like have some respect for this dude well it's because we love accents like that and that makes anytime yeah. somebody has an accent like that we go ooh. yeah it is amazing that china can't can't get somebody who speaks better english to be the chinese ambassador to america that's kind of crazy well i'm sure that's intentional. partly intentional yeah, yeah, it right? is. so he can go like i didn't understand yeah i didn't know but uh, he probably speaks better english than he's letting on yeah I just think it makes us look so bad. It's just, it makes our side. He's got an accent. Doesn't make us look bad. That's not an American guy. Yeah, it's not American. Some douchey. Who knows where he's from? (laughs) Could be anywhere. Yeah. It's a very weird accent. I couldn't even place it. It didn't sound South African. It didn't sound Australian. Tuesday. Tuesday. It sounded a little British. Tuesday. But like really Americanized, muddled British accent. No, it's it's probably like South Africa. What's the reporter's name? Dipshit McGee. Jonathan Swan. Got my money on South Africa. Australian. Australian. Damn it. I said Australian, but then I changed. Jonathan Swan. Jonathan Swan. Tuesday. Tuesday. He's only 34. Wow. Seems older than that. It's so weird when people like that are younger than me now. Yeah, it's just turned 39. I'm old. Tuesday. Tuesday. This episode will come out on Tuesday. You want a daddy to take your panties off? That's right. If you want a daddy to take your panties off, you can contact us in a variety of ways. You can email us at notahugefanpodcast at gmail.com. You can join our forum, which is nahf.boards.net. Make a username and you'll get sometimes interesting posts there it's deliciously early internet yes it's really horrible forum yeah you can call us on our voicemail line which is 213-262-9544 and as always please rate and subscribe to us on your preferred platform or if your preferred podcast platform doesn't have ratings rate us on apple podcasts 
That's the best one to do it at. Yeah. Uh, you can find me at isaacsimpson.com. My email is on there. It's my copywriting portfolio site. Um, although there is mention of the podcast on there as well. Um, and I've got a new project that I'd love for you to check out, which is called collabgenerator.com, C-O-L-L-A-B generator.com. Um, it's sort of a art project that makes fun of the lack of creativity in the branding industries uh, or the marketing industries. So um, to give that a check out. And uh, yeah, you can find my email on um, my website if you want to email me personally. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter, on my dog shit Twitter account, which is at Funzeroni. And all my social media is at Funzeroni when I reactivate it. I think Instagram is currently down, but it might go back up again. And uh, yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye. Uh...